Oh, welcome everybody. So today we'll be talking about philosophy of software architecture. In this lecture, we'll try to understand why do we need software architecture and what's the philosophy behind this whole new profession. So disclaimer that most of the material in this presentation has been inspired from a number of sources, although I have quoted the references. So that's why it's not plagiarism. It's like saying that spreading the good words around and not reinventing the wheel. So we'll just skip this slide. So this is our agenda for today. The pursuit of software architecture, rationale behind it, identity of a software architecture, the metaphor and what are the misconception and some final thoughts. So what is architecture? What is pursuit of architecture? Let's try to understand that. So if you ask what is architecture, we say set of decisions that an architect makes. What decisions does the architect make? Okay, the architecturally significant ones. What is architecturally significant? The architect decides. So usually we get these kind of looping answers. People just keep going in circles and we are not able to define software architecture. That's what we will try to do in this talk. First, we'll try to define what is exactly software architecture. This is where we see software architecture as it sits somewhere between strategy and execution. A strategy is owner's vision and execution is integrator's implementation. And architecture, architecture sits somewhere in between. It's architect's blueprint, which is created from the strategy and which leads us to implementation. The rationale behind software architecture. Let's look at a mystery house. It's in the United States and it costed lots of money, 38 years and around 147 builders. And it has huge structural elements as you can see. So this must be a great house. See how it looks. It looks beautiful from outside. But there are various flaws in this. There is no architectural blueprint and that's why perhaps there are 65 doors which just leads to blank walls. There are 13 staircases which have been abandoned because they couldn't lead to anywhere. There are 24 skylights which have been created in floors and three stories of this house are destroyed in minor earthquakes. So that's the problem when we don't have architecture. So what are the differentiators? When we build a small house, like a dog house or a pet house, or when we build a big house, and when we build a skyscraper, what are the features or what are the characteristics which distinguish these three kind of buildings? The team, the process, the scale, the tools, technology, and of course the cost. It's going to cost a lot to build a skyscraper and it's going to cost much less and you don't need much of modeling and you may have only a team of two, three people to build a pet house. So why do we do the architecture? So that we can have system integrity. The system integrity can be achieved from bottom up. We cannot start thinking of the parts and then just put them together somehow to receive a system integrity. So we have to start thinking from the top and architecture gives us a system-wide perspective which using which we can address cross-cutting concerns and we can make the trade-offs. So architecture is key to increasing reuse, reducing waste 
and making complex systems structural and managing the development of complex system. Now let's look at various genres of architecture that we have in information systems or computer science or information technology. The very basic one which we always think about is software architecture which is relating to applications and how we build web based or desktop or mobile applications. Then we talk about technology architecture which includes infrastructure like computers, networks, data centers and we also talk about infrastructure software. So this is together called technology architecture. You combine these two elements and more elements like people and processes and so on you get IT or information systems or information technology architecture. And then we have business architecture where we define the processes, the governance and various business related aspects. It has some overlaps with IT and ICE architecture where you have like system workflows and so on. And then we have information architecture. Information architecture is concerned about ontologies, taxonomies and all the information that flows in an organization, how it is organized, how it is searched, how it is to be retrieved, how it is to be archived and so on. And when we give a solution which consists of everything together we call it a solution architecture and then we have a perennial problem of business IT alignment in the business architecture and IT architecture so these two architectures have to be aligned together and there have been a significant gap here which we call business IT alignment problem together if you look at all these architectures then we have enterprise architecture which is like looking at organization in a holistical way and looking at all the components that make up an enterprise whether it is a business or IT or processes or other systems. Now let's talk about after this brief introduction to architecture and IT architecture let's talk about software architecture. So what exactly is software architecture? We have a definition from a leading thinker in software architecture space he defines software architecture like this. Software architecture is what software architects do. And therefore by implication what software architects do is, well, they architect software. This definition came from Kent Beck, but he didn't mean it seriously. He was just joking when somebody just asked him in a conference, what is software architecture? But yes, we do have formal definitions of software architecture. As you can see, the first attempt to create a definition of formal definition was in 1992 by Perry and Wolf. And after that, there many authors and leading thinkers have given various definitions. And if you want to look at more definitions, I have given you a link at Software Engineering Institute at Carnegie Mellon University. So you can go there and even contribute to your own definition. But coming through all these definitions, there is one standard definition which everyone seems to have standardized on. This is given by ISO IEC standard 42010, earlier it was IEEE standard 1471-2000, which says that architecture is the fundamental organization of a system embodied in its components, their relationship to each other and the environment and the principles governing design and evolution. For me, software architecture is thinking strategically about software in such a way that enables a business to increase profits, reduce costs and innovate. These are the three ultimate goals. Why do we develop software and why do we need software architecture? 
So what is the identity of this profession? What it takes to be an architect? I know Kung Fu, Karate and 47 other dangerous. So what makes you a Karate expert? Knowing Kung Fu, Karate and 47 other dangerous words. So that is what architect says that tell me your hopes and aspirations and dreams. Basically tell me your software requirements and I will tell you about your future. So architect may not be developing the future but he gives you a vision, a blueprint for the future. That is what architect does. And as I have given in the picture, I know Kung Fu Karate and 47 other dangerous words. So which means like architect should have a breadth of information available. He should know about various products and various technologies, various architectural styles and so on. Look at this ad. It was given by Microsoft in 2005 for job of an architect and look at how what kind of qualities are they asking for? Look at another ad by Boeing. Again, look at various different qualities, problem solving, leadership, people working together, technical skills and knowledge and so on. And when we look at an emerging standard in architecture called TOGAF, it gives us these skills. TOGAF classifies architect's skills in various compartments and says you should have generic skills, business skills, enterprise architecture skills, project management skills and so on. But this looks so complicated to me that I always recommend architects to look at their skills in another platform which is called Architect Competency Framework. It was given to us by Dana Bradmere. So they say an architect should have five kinds of competencies. You should have leadership skills, you should have consulting skills, organizational politics skills, business strategy skills and at the end come the technology skills. And how do you find out what is contained in these skills is they divide it again in three columns. They say what you know and what you do and what you are. So for example, let's take leadership. Under leadership skill or this competency, what an architect has to know, he just has to know himself. He doesn't have to be a business graduate and so on, but he just has to know himself. And what he does, what an architect does, he sets the vision and he makes decision and then makes everyone stick to those decisions and build teams and motivates other people to do work. And what you are, others see you as a leader. You have to be charismatic and credible. You believe that it can and should be done and see the entire effort in a broader business and personal context. So that's the competency you need as a leader. As a consulting, in a consulting consultant competency, you need elicitation techniques, you need consulting frameworks. These are the two things which you just need to know. And what you do, you build trusted advisor relationship. You understand what the developers want and need from the architecture. And you help developers see the value of architecture and you mentor junior architects to grow and also to contribute to the projects. So what you are? You are committed to others' success, you are empathic, approachable, you are effective change agent. If there is some changes to be made to the architecture or to the design or the system itself, so you have to be a change agent to be enabled to do that. And you are a good mentor and you are a good teacher. Looking at the politics consultancy, you have to know who the key players are, what they want, both business as well as personal gains or personal like their vision and what exactly are they looking for. And what do you do? 
so in politics competency you communicate 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 with all the stakeholders right as much communication as you can do that's what you do as a architect you go to various business people tell them the advantages of she is using certain framework or investing in certain technology and the long term benefit and the short term gains and meeting the goals and so on at the same time you also have to listen to other people and when you listen to other people and then you communicate about your project your architecture and your goals and then you build a network with other people and so this networking and relationships allow you to influence them to help you support your decisions and you sell the vision you keep the vision alive so what you are you are resilient you are patient and you are ambitious confident and articulate and and so on strategy under strategy competency what do you know so it's not only software requirements that you have to know as a architect you also have to know organizations business strategy because we always relate whatever we develop as architect to the organization's business so you have to know where the organization is moving where it will be after 5 years where it will be after 10 years how the whole business landscape is moving are you looking forward for some integration in this space and so on you also have to know about competition and you also have to know organization's business practices so these are the things you have to know and what you do you influence business strategy because sometimes it can change business strategy a lot it can either lift it or make it down so that's what you do you translate business strategy into technical vision as a architect and you understand customer and market trends so what you are you are visionary you are entrepreneur in this role technology finally comes the technology competency whereas we think generally it's the opposite that if a person has been working for 5 years or 10 years can do a lot of good coding then he can be an architect whereas you see technology is an essential competency but it's not the first competency that an architect should have so as a technical person you have to know in, in depth of the domain and the pertinent technologies for example java dotnet databases or whatever some there should be some area of expertise for architect you understand what the technical issues are and the keys to success and development methods and modeling techniques and so on so what do you do as a architect you do modeling you create models different models maybe 4 plus 1 view model or use any methodology and you do a trade off analysis like should i use wordpress should i use drupal should i use another content management system and so on that's what you do as a architect and you prototype you experiment let's say there is some new technology you don't know about and there is no more information available in the market so what you do you create prototypes you experiment with the technology maybe with a small team or maybe just by yourself prepare architectural documents and presentations and you create technology road maps that okay today we are starting this project with xyz technology and tomorrow we are going to take it to the next level maybe include soa elements and so on so that that putting the technology against the timeline is called a road map that's what you do as a architect and you take a system view point not just the parts view point so what you are you are creative you are investigative you are practical insightful and good at working at an abstract level because as a architect you don't have to work in depth levels you work most of the time at a very abstract level so putting this together so then if an architect has to have so many competencies which some of you might think oh even project manager is also doing the same thing no there is a subtle difference between a project manager or project lead and an architect 
So what does a manager do? In terms of process, a manager schedules and resources the, and takes care of budget. And what does architect do? He manages quality, he, gives, he manages dependencies in that process and he gives inputs to the manager. Requirements, what does manager do? He negotiates requirements, he proves estimates, whereas the architect, what does he do? He doesn't collect the requirements, but he reviews the requirements so that he is aware of various issues which could come and he can also estimate the timelines because he knows the technology, he knows what kind of technology can be used to implement these requirements. And he also does the impact analysis that how different requirements or especially in incremental and iterative projects like agile projects and so on, new requirements are sometimes discovered in later phases or later increments. And that, that time architects is very important because he's the one who does the impact analysis and tells you how it's going to affect the whole project. With respect to technology, that is architect's main ball game. So manager just follows architect's recommendations here and architect is the one who recommends technology and tools and even which team members may require training and quality. So manager ensures the quality of the product and does the quality reporting and architect implements tool to measure defects and productivity. Regarding with respect to people, manager is the one who hires, fires, retains and motivates and appraises, whereas architect is the one who mentors and collaborates with people. So a common pattern you will find within hyperproductive organization is the binary star of the system architect and project manager orbiting each other. So they both are the center of the team, the rest of the team just keeps orbiting around them, keeps circling around them. Right? This was told to us by Jim Copline, another leading thinker. So what software architecture is, the metaphor of software architecture? Is it a science? If we ask ourselves, there exists only a modest body of knowledge about software architecture. Scientific and analytical methods are lacking. Those which exist for software architecture, they are very hard to apply. There is no perfect design. Architect involves management of extreme ambiguity and contradiction. That's why we do trade-off analysis. Experience count, the best architects are grown. They are not born. So they grow out of their experience. So I'm leaving this question open to you that based on these facts, can software architecture be called science? If not science, can it be called an art? Even the best architects copy solutions that have proven themselves in practice, adapt them to current context and improve upon their weaknesses and then assemble them in novel ways with very modest incremental improvements. So where is the art has to be original. An architectural process can be established with intentional artifacts, clear activities and it has to be well defined. So again we leave this question open, is it art? If it is not, can it be engineering? Let's see. So what is architecture? Architecture is the art and science of designing structures. Engineering is creating cost-effective solutions to practical problems by applying scientific knowledge and building things in the service of mankind. Architecture has a broad focus on whole. Engineering has in-depth focus on parts. Architecture is responsible for integration of structures. Engineering is responsible for building structures which could then be integrated. 
Architecture is responsible for end results in terms of use, quality, composition and appearance. Whereas engineering is responsible for achieving these same characteristics in individual parts. As an example, you always have a civil architect, right? the person who designs building, but a building contains a lot of things. So that's why you have an electrical engineer working with him, you have a structural engineer and you have a mechanical engineer. You never say mechanical architect or structural architect or electrical architect. right? You always say a civil architect which looks after the whole building and then is assisted by all these engineers. Then can't we have the same analogy in computer science? So let's have J2E engineers, .NET engineers, database engineers and all these assisting an application architect or a solution architect. Right? So I'll be telling further in this talk that calling someone a J2E architect is a myth. So a misconception. So what are the misconceptions related to software architecture? Let's have a look at some of them. Some people say architecture is just paper. You just draw some diagrams on paper and write some beautiful notes and that's just architecture. Architecture ultimately resides in executable code. We may put some diagrams in paper, we may write some descriptions in paper, but ultimately architecture always resides in executable code. It may be visualized in models. Every system has an architecture. Some architectures are made manifest by explicit documentation. Many others are not because they are just within the system. Architecture is nothing but design. Now architecture is about non-functional or extra-functional requirements. They are about elities of the system like portability and various other qualities. Whereas design is about functional requirements. I'll give you two statements to qualify this what I have shown in this picture. You design how a specific workflow will fulfill a use case, but you architect the solution to systems availability. Design deals with local decisions, whereas architecture is broader. For example, you design the interfaces for your class, but you architect the division into tiers. Right? Some people say, oh, architecture is just about decomposition. And then I ask them this question. You assign the world's best engineer to pick the best engine, best transmission, best suspension, etc, etc. So you gather the best parts. Can you just assemble them together and get the world's best car? Because you already got the best things, right? No. So how do you get a best car? Depends on what's the requirement. Whether you need a sports car or you need a hybrid car or you just want to travel, you want a petrol, you have to optimize the petrol savings, you want a small car, luxury car and, and so on. And based on the requirement, then you pick various components, right? So that's what architecture allows. Architecture focuses on significant design decisions, decisions are, which are structurally as well as behaviorally important, as well as those that have a lasting impact on quality attributes. But again, all these decisions will depend on requirements or other requirements of the system. Another myth is my favorite technology is the architecture. A given technology only serves to implement some dimension of the architecture. So network is the architecture, database is the architecture, transaction server is the architecture and J2EE is the architecture is wrong. Architecture is more than just a list of products. Technology shapes an architecture but a resilient architecture should never be bound to the technologies that form it. 
So it should never be defined by current technology, but architecture, once you define it, it just stays stable. Technologies may come and go. Architecture is just structure. Architecture does involve structure, decomposition and interfaces, but it also involves behavior along with structure. So it's not just about writing some class diagram and showing how your software is structured, right? It's also about behavior. A systems architecture is always projected in a given context. So architecture also has a context apart from behavior, right? Because you cannot write a complete architecture of a complete system. So you always see it from some one or other context or point of view. So final thoughts. What are the key message we're trying to get here in this talk? Architecture is inherently strategic. Architecture enables achievement of business strategy and architecture is critically linked to competitive advantage. Some more thoughts. What do weather and architecture have in common? Any guesses? What is common in weather and architecture? Changing. Yeah. A safe prediction is that they will both eventually change. What can architects learn from Charles Darwin? We just covered it in the talk. It will evolve. Sorry? It will evolve. It is not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. So if you can change your architecture to fit into the new requirements, that's the architecture which is going to stay. What do architecture and advertising have in common? Both are abstract. Yes, to some extent you are right. The real truth is we have a hard time articulating and proving that they work. But we all know that they do work. So that's the end of my talk and I'll take questions now. Yes? Um, you spent a bit of time talking about the metaphor for software architecture is it a matter or is it a science? Isn't the metaphor for software architecture that it's architecture? Yeah. Need for a new metaphor? Does it need to be defined? Do, don't we understand architecture well enough to say software architecture is architecture? Yes, many times that analogy has been made that software architecture is just like you do buildings, you do urban architecture and planning and so on. But sometimes it has also been argued that software architecture is just computer science. So it's some form of science. It's not equivalent to civil architecture. And it has also been argued that software architecture is engineering because it has some engineering elements in it. And then there is another group of people which argue that since we don't have any established methods like engineering or science and just like civil architecture again we don't have any established methods. So maybe software architecture is art, maybe it's just a kind of craft, you know, you just because every new software which comes it may bring another novelty around it. So that's what we are trying to do. I was trying to tell in this talk that these are the points about software architecture which may make it look like science or art or engineering. Right? It may have some common aspects, but it's again a different profession altogether. So it's like, as you said, it's architecture.
Any more questions? Well, thanks a lot then and you can email me the questions later also. My email id is amit at agoyal.com and thanks a lot for coming.